Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Uh, welcome along. It's Friday morning episode. We were just just before we started recording. There, we were both Sam saying about how we are really, really good men. We? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's it's not it's not the worst thing to sometimes say that about yourself because a lot of uh, a lot of us have self deprecating <laughs> humour a lot of the time, and uh, you can beat yourself <laughs> up about shit. We were talking about fatherhood, and yeah, you know you just- can. Obviously, you know it's impossible to be a perfect parent and you always are getting things wrong and making mistakes. We all do. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, sometimes you've got to remind yourself of, like, the fact that there are some things you do that are right. We just give ourselves little pats on the back. Little pat we? on the back. It's nice. For being half decent at it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, we're not complete um, fucking cunts. Was... I think that we can safely say that. We're sl- we, we can be... a Yeah, but... I can be a bit of a cunt, but I'm not a complete fucking souls. cunt. Oh yeah, arseholes for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's like that out, that outtake from the first series of the trip with Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. Yeah, and it, it appeared online and on the uh, on the DVDs and extra. It's Steve doing a song and dance routine in the Lake District, a song called "Everyone's a Bit of a Cunt." Sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seek yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it out. It's on the YouTube, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But, I yeah, didn't know that is. was what that was from. I've seen it, but I didn't know yeah. that it was an outtake from the trip. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's the Friday episode. Um, I don't know. I ain't got anything to say. I've got nothing planned. Uh, I was trying to think of something. I've, done, I've been doing some things Fuck. this week. I've actually been out on more than one occasion. Uh, so, obviously, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm really intending to get a lot of naps in over the next few days. Well, you've been out as well as your visit to the, the stately home that you were doing last weekend. You've been yeah. out and done more stuff. I went to a gig on Tuesday night, and then... Right. And then last night, I went into London's glamorous West End. Oh. And I went to first a friend's book launch. Oh. Get me. And then I I popped in there. And, you know, like, I never go out, as you know, as you know, not really. Uh, Certainly not to this kind of thing. But I, I went into this book launch. And well, there'll have good, been gasps was, from everyone there then, I guess, then when you turned up. They, oh, they were <gasps> delighted. Sam's here. Well, what was funny was, is that I don't, I'm not really, you know, out and about at those kind of functions much anymore. And But I walked in and it was quite a swishy place. It was in like um, some offices, but quite swishy. And I went in and I, uh, and they went, there was someone there taking coats. They said, can I take a coat? And you know what I said in front of people? I said, Better not, because I can't stay for long. Because mm. I was going around the corner to meet two of my mates to mm-hmm. go and see Frank Skinner at the Gilgood ah! Theatre. The Gilgood Theatre. And did you enjoy the Frank Skinner show, which I've been I a couple of times? loved it. It's brilliant, isn't it? I absolutely loved it. Isn't it brilliant? I very rarely go and see stand-up comedy. I'm not someone who is a big... I don't love stand-up. I'm not 
don't hate stand-up comedy, but I'm not really a fan. <laughs> I'm not someone who like books tickets and sees who's in town. But Frank Skinner is like it was. Two, it was my both two my my two best mates, and in our Euro '96 heyday, obviously Frank Skinner was he bestrode that era, my imperial face, like a colossus. He did, and we all had very fond memories of like um, having a wildly popular VHS of him, of his live show in that like mm. Euro 96 era. And like, you know, I think there was a few people when my students had it on video and we'd like, you know, wore the fucking tape out watching it, you know, when we were younger. And then we went to see him live in London again in the nineties, a bit later. And it was sort of like the gags and the silly bits and songs that he did are still like, you know, kind of part of mm. our like day-to-day fucking uh what would you call it dialogue and so yeah. it was sort of like a nostalgia thing for the three of us we're very old mates you know from school and one, and one of them booked tickets for three of us for christmas so it was really nice my mate uh ollie jones son of pyramid games steve jones he yes. when we went to see him live in the 90s my my wife then girlfriend was with us too and she said be careful because that remains to this day the most I've ever seen anyone laugh in my whole life, right? Crikey. Uh, was when we went with Ollie Jones to see Frank Skinner in the 90s. She went, and now it's 30 years later and, you know, none of you are as healthy as you were back then, although... It could kill him. Yeah, he, he's not he's, yeah. not... he's not someone who's, like, in tip-top condition, I would say. No offence to him. Mm. But she was like, if he laughs that amount... You could be in trouble here. And so we got to the theatre. And the thing about these theatres in the West End of London is they're fucking built when everyone was like, they were built, I don't know, when people were fucking tiny because they were like built fucking so long ago, <laughs> like evolution. When people were like little goblins. Yeah, pre-evolutionary. Well, you, you know, we've all seen the pictures of Victorian scamps, right? Yeah. These sucking theatres are built for scamps. I Not, mean, you yourself, nifty. Your your nickname was from, yeah, from your... Yeah, they're, they're for nifty people. Nift. But I've grown substantially, both upwards and outwards mm. since then. I've got a bad back, a bad knee. Uh, most people there were obviously of our vintage because it was a lot of guys who you could tell were would have also treasured the Euro 96 era. And the yeah. fucking seats are tiny and we were right in the middle of a really long row of people, right in the middle. So once you're yeah. sat down, forget it. You're not fucking going anywhere. He does, mm. what is he, 67. He did an hour and a half, non-stop, mm. I would say pretty much all killer, no filler set with a, with a bad yeah. throat. And I'm like, right. an hour and a half, how long when we do our fucking shows? Like an hour? Oh, we do an hour and a half, but we have a break in the middle. Plus there's two we of us. Off, we go for 20 minutes. Plus there's two of us. Plus, you know, in comparison no, to... They're, 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 they're like a bit shit in comparison to Frank Skinner. <laughs> well, what I mean is... It's fair to say that. It's fair. I mean, they're good. Come when we do them. You'll enjoy them if you enjoy the podcast. But fucking hell, Frank Skinner just like relentless. Like, And, I mean, and I also, saw, let I me saw... ask you, do you think that he has a set that he does in order just the same every night? Or do you think he's such an old hand and a master craftsman that he has a selection of material, he has a loose running order, he goes out there and he sees which way the wind blows? 
Well, I, I saw it in Edinburgh when he did an hour, and then I saw him do it in Middlesbrough as well a few months ago. He was doing like a warm up for the London shows, and it's the, it's the same show apart from the fact that he does a lot of crowd work. Yeah, he does. He does yeah. a lot of crowd. So, so it, I've seen it twice, and it's different because he's dealing with different people. Yeah, in in the front couple of rows yeah. each night, but then the stand up bit itself is the same. Same material, but like he's expanded it from an hour to an hour and a half, and I think he's touring the UK with it as well later in the year. Yeah, and I've got tickets to see him in Stockton, which Ooh, is where that I was keeps last coming week up on this show. To Stockton I'm, on TV. I'm pretty much a Stockton resident now. Stockton yeah. just there was so it's so weird. There's, the universe is trying to tell us something about Stockton on Tees, almost as if we should move our corporate HQ there or something. Well, it's right next to the, to the Teesside uh, retail park that yeah, I was exactly. talking about last week, which is a which is a fucking proper Xanadu yeah. of, uh, of of retail and food and drink, yeah, and and cinema viewing. I'm gonna get myself so, uh, up there. So yeah, maybe soon. maybe Stockton's where it's at. I guess it is. Mm. But yeah, I'm gonna go see him in Stockton whenever that's on next month. I think. Um, Funny enough, he mentioned Teesside because he said that every. He, I mean, you might have seen, you might remember this gag, but he said that every year he buys his partner a dozen red roses on valentine's day and he said and it costs 60 quid right and everyone goes fucking hell and he went i told that gag i told i said that in middlesbrough the other week he goes and there was a near riot in the theater (laughs) he said here in the west end you're all going oh not bad pretty reasonable he went in middlesbrough they were pretty much tearing up the seats of the theater and throwing them everywhere in rage (laughs) yes yes i was there i can confirm that did happen yeah um no, it's, it's, it's really good. I mean, like I said when I saw him in Edinburgh last year, it feels like he's not the comedian he was. It's, everything's a lot more measured and he's a lot yeah. slower than he used to be. And he, yeah. and you can tell that he's got this love of poetry because there's so many of the words that he uses yeah. and the phrases are just so well chosen. He's very lyrical, And it's, yeah. it's, it's just like a, a, a stand-up masterclass, I think. It is, yeah, I, I agree. It's so good. I it's agree. It's there with like... Billy Connolly stuff. I think. We, we were there, and uh, sure enough, my mate laughed like the whole theatre was laughing throughout. Mm-hmm. But he comfortably, my mate Ollie Jones was just like laughing louder and longer and more yeah. intensively than anyone else in the whole theatre <laughs> throughout the show. Right, and I was like, "That's nice." And I, I was really enjoying Frank Skinner, <laughs> but I was also like enjoying the fact that my mate was enjoying himself so much. Yeah, it's right? infectious. And yeah. I thought that's really nice because he, he'd been looking forward to it so much. Like, he's, he's a super fan and he was, like, so excited for months since we booked the tickets. And I was right. like, that's really nice. And then when we left, we were standing outside. There, or we were on the tube on the way home and he went, so uh, what's your analysis of the show? And I went, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. He goes, what did you think? And I went, well, I, th- I thought, it was, thought it was brilliant. I said, obviously. I said, I, I don't know why you're asking. Like, we all laughed all the way through. It was brilliant, wasn't it? He went... Yeah, it was all right. I thought it could have been ruder. And I was like, mate, <laughs> you fucking laugh more than anyone throughout the whole fucking thing. Went, yeah, I mean, it was funny, but I was I was hoping for some more blue material. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> there was like a lot of blue material. I went, yeah, I just feel blue. like in the 90s, he did a lot more about anal sex. <laughs> He's 67. Like, well, yeah, I mean, he did mention a couple of times and he uh, about, uh, like, putting fingers in the arse. He went, yeah, but that was in a dog's arse. He was, ge- he was genuinely, like, it was a complaint. He went, he, he, did, he, he, he did a bit about about putting his fingers in his dog's arse. 
He said, which, if, if you'll remember, is a callback to a gag he did in that 90s show about his dog having something right. up his ass. And I said, I, I, don't, I don't remember that. I don't right. remember that either. I don't remember I that. And he I, went, well, yeah. he went, I, I just feel that in the 90s show, there was a lot more about, you know, anal sex w- with a woman. And I was like, yeah, okay. And you were disappointed. He went, yeah, I thought he'd do that. He goes, but, you know, he, he, he's 67. Maybe he thinks he can't get away with that anymore. I was like, I, to be honest, I'm not that prescriptive about, I'm not that prescriptive <laughs> about the subject matter I'm hoping to see or expect to see. I just want to laugh. He could be talking about fucking anything. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I thought, I mean, it was just so Looking weird because he'd laughed so much. But then on the train yeah. on the way home, he was a bit like, nah, a bit disappointed. I mean, fine. A bit forlorn. It was yeah. like, it could have never lived up to how high his expectations were, you know? I mean, how much would he have laughed if there had been that kind of material that he mm. craved, you know? You know, it could have, bum sex could jokes have. are fine, but, you know, at the same time, I was just as happy to hear... I mean, some of his jokes aren't even jokes. They're just like, mm. he'll just say something that happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he yeah. called up his brother and said... Are you going oh, to get the COVID the vaccine? Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. his brother said, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. He said, well, I think you should because it's, uh, you know, you're old and it, and it would be a good idea. And his brother just went, is it free? And he went, yeah, it's free. <laughs> went, well, then, of course, I'll get it. <laughs> Fuck it, I will then. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's it. There's not a joke in that. It's just a funny thing. But then he does do we sort of old-fashioned jokes too. We shouldn't give too much away. No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't is, ruin it. But anyway. I, I, honestly, it was the best thing I saw at Edinburgh last year. And I saw about 20 shows when I was up there. But the, um, yeah, on, on tour throughout the land. Yeah, um, well worth seeing. Check, Brilliant. Check I really enjoyed it. Oh, the power of laughter, Andy. It really is a it's bomb. It's so therapeutic. Yes. It's so therapeutic. Um, but it is. It is, though. I mean, getting back to Edinburgh again, this is what I was saying when I was up there last year. This thing, you go into a room and, you know, with, if you're lucky... You laugh constantly for an hour, and then you come out and you just feel so good. And then you go off and you go and do it in another room somewhere else. Well, funny enough, I was, t- I was talking to another mate, and he was, oh, you know, fucking Sammy two mates. Yeah, right. well, I went with two mates. So, you know, the old uh, little bit of a mental health chat, right? Uh, nothing yeah. too intense or serious, but you know, somewhere, yeah, you know, like he's going. People say, you know, self care, and I've been doing. I went, oh, yeah, the old self-care is wonderful. You've got to get all over the self-care, mate. And he goes, yeah. He goes, so, you know, I tried a bit of medication. Uh, Not medication, meditation. Bit of uh, of yoga. Can't remember what else. Something or other. Exercise. And I went, yeah. And I went, but to be honest, mate, I said, all that stuff, fine. If it helps, great. I said, but you know what we just did is also self-care. I said, self-care <laughs> is basically doing something that brings you a sense of pleasure or happiness. Yeah. I said, that you know. I said, so the fucking hippies, right, have fucking monopolised this self-care term, right? I said, but, you know, I said, you could go you go and see a fucking comedian do jokes about putting his finger up a dog's ass. If you're laughing for the full hour and a half, that's fucking self-care. And actually... If you go to the pub with your mates and they make you laugh for an hour, or they don't even make yeah. you laugh, you just talk shit about fucking football or whatever it is. That's fucking self care. You know, if you sit and watch your favourite programme with a bowl of peanuts and a cup of tea, mm. that also mm. is self care. So you don't have to fucking, because everything seems to be like a new thing you have to learn, right? Or a new fucking mm-hmm. thing you have to like make an effort for. 
sometimes, of course, Andy, not making any effort whatsoever is in itself the best form of self-care. Well, that, that thing about laughing and humour and all that, we've said this before, the worst kind of people are the humourless. Oh, yeah. And the, the kind of self-care oh. that they prescribe is, is the, yeah. the sort of humourless self-care. Yeah. Well, because they haven't got the ability to... To find there, joy there, there, there's a lot of, and things. There's, there's a lot of it about, isn't there? I mean, well, part, again, names, part of Frank Skinner's show through. is like, he does, you know, he's not one of those uh, comedians who goes, oh, you can't say anything anymore. He does a funny bit on that. But, you know, it's like that the, the world is a, is a more humorless place. And if you look at, like, your Andrew Tates or your Jake Humphreys of this world who are out there basically constantly preaching the virtue of hard work, there's something extremely Tory about that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That like now mm. the route to any kind of contentment always lies in hard work and so-called self-improvement or advancement. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like, bullshit. and they're all fucking, they don't laugh at anything. They've got no humor at all because you can't be, because you're like, now's not time for laughing. Now it's the time mm. for seriousness. We can't fuck around joking. I'm on a constant fucking... Yeah. It's like the Greg Wallace Saturday thing that yeah. appeared this week and it yeah. was incre- an incredible read. Yeah. And I don't even think we can go into it because it's been covered by everybody no, it's been covered and every aspect of it has been, mm. been poured over and, and, and it is... Yeah. It's magnificent. But more of- magnificent than the Greg Wallace thing itself is the funny clips that people have been putting online saying this is greg wallace when his unwanted son wants to spend time with him and have you seen yeah. those and people are just choosing different yeah. clips of people going fuck yeah. off <laughs> yeah oh greg greg wallace when it's 3 p.m and it's time to leave your son and go play your computer game <laughs> <laughs> but yeah th- there is th- greg wallace is someone who has, has got his fucking entire day mapped out from 5am until bedtime at 8pm and there's there's no humour there at all there's no fucking joy in any of it I can imagine his poor son having to spend an hour and a half with him I've, I've got, I think the whole uh, there's a cult of um, these these words consistency and routine right and I really hate both of those concepts consistency mm. and routine because they're really boring do you know what I mean? Like consistency means literally doing the same thing over and over again, which mm-hmm. to me is a definition of fucking really boring, right? But having said that, though, having said that, it is also it's a, a, a symptom, if you like, of autism, needing routine yeah. in your life. Yeah, so some per- people need it. Yeah. Per- perhaps I'm not going to make an assumption about Greg Wallace, but he, he's got a son who's autistic, and yeah, there's possibly some of that in him himself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying anyone who who needs or practices routine is boring. But what I am saying is that there is a a lot of messaging out there that tells people who are feeling vulnerable or not quite content with their lives or whatever that the answer is always in hard work, routine, consistency. And that self improvement. That is not always the case. You know, very often. Rather than trying to take a step forward, taking a step back is the best fucking thing you can do. Yeah. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings.
Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Speaking of theaters, I saw Greg Wallace. Uh, I was at the, uh, the theater two, 18 months ago to see Jerusalem. And Greg Wallace was sitting two or three rows in front of me yeah. and he laughed <laughs> at all of the jokes but just that little bit too loud Oh, because he wanted attention now for someone who you would think wouldn't want to be seen and be yeah. bothered oh, by the public he, he fucking loved it yeah and you know was... like you know he supports don't you <laughs> you know he supports what? you know who Greg Wallace supports is it Millwall yeah it's Millwall and there's uh, I, there's a rumour that he's got a Millwall tattoo and there's right. also a rumour that he got into spot of bother down there back in the day before he was famous anyway right uh, he that what I do what, know the dog? there's a there's a number of different stories uh, in, that have been documented in the papers what, one of the maddest ones is Greg Wallace was at a I mean I'm sure we talked about this at the time but he was at a corporate event he'd been invited along to to do like a little talk, like a you know personal appearance or whatever and he took his girlfriend with him and mm. everyone was getting pissed you know and uh someone one of the people from the firm that had like invited him along was allegedly drunkenly flirting a bit with his missus and Greg Wallace just fucking beat the geezer up whoa you know what? This is obviously very... We're on very shaky ground here. I say we. I am. Right. So <laughs> I better just quickly check this because I can't have dreamt it. Right. Well, he does work out five days a week, it says here. Okay. I found it. Right. Let, let him in it's early. in the mirror. Right. And there's <laughs> right. a picture of it as well. Of him, like, literally battering some geezer at events. I seem to remember that picture. That, that, that's just come up in my mind's eye. This is the moment MasterChef's Greg Wallace brawled with a fan who allegedly groped his girlfriend's bottom. The picture shows Greg launching himself at Paul Bates after the married magazine boss became disrespectful during the Dinner with Greg Wallace event. They should have called it fight with, <laughs> a fight with Greg Wallace Blurred on Saturday picture. night. Fucking hell. The former greengrocer, they've slipped that in there, haven't they? The snobs. You'd expect yeah. better from the mirror, right? Um, the former greengrocer stepped in to defend his girlfriend's honour at the posh hotel bash, like a musketeer might do, Andy. Uh, sending glasses flying and left Mr. Bates sprawled over a table. 
but Greg insisted today that he, in quotes, did what any bloke would do to defend his 27-year-old girlfriend, Anne-Marie Sterpini. I think this is the woman he's married to now. I don't know, actually. This is 2013 this went down. Yeah, it's the same woman, though. And the geezer he beat up, he looks a bit like... um, I'm going to say, he looks like um, Julian Fellows. He looks a bit like our old friend Julian Fellows. He looks a bit like... Who was the geezer in Coronation Street? Fred Elliott. Yeah, he looks a bit like Fred Elliott. And he looks like someone, I'm not sure who... He looks like a side character from Roid the Rovers. It doesn't look like a fair fight. He looks like he's been drawn by David Skew. Well, I don't know. I I might back the the big guy because he's... um, He might not have, like... What he lacked in speed, he'd make up for in power. In bulk. As I understand it from this story, Greg Wallace did uh, win the fight. Uh, the other thing about Greg Wallace I was remembering was I um, I, uh, I did meet him a few times when I used to work on Five Live. And it mm. turned out that at the time he lived not far from me. So I asked him for a restaurant reservation, a restaurant uh, recommendation, because I'd only just yeah. moved to the area. And he right. told me that he lived nearby. And I said, any good Italian restaurants? And he... He went, oh, I've got an absolute corker. And he recommended it. And the, the, the story is pretty boring and straightforward, but it was genuinely a really good restaurant. And I've been back a few times since. Well, there you go. Um, it's not all bad then, is he? And finally, I once, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but years and years ago, I'm talking about around 2007, 2008, I did a, a podcast. I don't know. This is a bit like when you're in a relationship and you tell someone that, you had an mm. ex that you've never revealed before. But I did a I did a podcast that lasted for about a year, year and a half. I did it with my brother in law, whose name was whose name is, still is, he's not dead. Uh mm. Tom Tom Palai and Kat Shube, who's an old friend of mine who is now a presenter on Magic FM. She I think she does like drive time on, on Magic FM. Right. And uh uh and she was an old mate and she and we did it and it was called Stupid Telly. And it was all right. It was before podcasts were big, right? And we yeah. did it for a laugh and it was all right. But it was a right pain in the arse, Andy. We used to like go into the West End and meet up at a studio. Can you imagine? Ugh. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, fucking waste of time. Anyway, uh, it was called Stupid Telly. I, don't, I doubt you can still find it. But I did one time, we used to get guests on. It was about TV. And uh, sometimes I'd try and get guests on just guests. as a favour. Yeah, I know. Again, like ridiculous. But one time I did get Greg Wallace on and uh, I got him on the phone. I got, I somehow right. got hold of his number and I called him up and just said, can you come on this podcast now? And he was like, mm. yeah, all right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to dig it out now because there's been so much Greg Wallace chat. I'm going to try yeah. and find it or see if my brother-in-law or cat's got it. Because it's, um, I, I can't remember why, but. I got really into talking to him about meat and I got him, I was being, I was being silly, Andy, I was being very silly. And all I remember was I tried to dig into, I always had this impression when I used to watch MasterChef when it first started with him and John Turode, that him and John Turode would go out on the massive piss together for really long, (laughs) boozy, indulgent lunches. And he, and so I was really pushing that saying, is is this true? Is this what you do? This is what I imagine you do. And he was like, yeah. And then I said, John Turode has a restaurant that specialises in meat, doesn't he? He went, yeah. And I said, 
do you ever get so drunk that you just go out the back to the kitchen and get hold of the raw meat and start dressing yourselves in it? <laughs> and he went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was a case of me being so silly that I'd, yeah. I'd just made I'll him, just I don't know, maybe this. I'd confused him and he just thought, I'm just going to yeah. go along with this. Because I'll seem like I'm one of the guys maybe maybe I, think, I, I don't I know that's, but that's at the, the heart of everything all of those him. things it's I've told you about him apart desperation from, to be loved yeah man you know he's like he's okay right he beat someone up for groping his yeah I mean I suppose he says what any bloke would do I don't know if someone squeezed my wife's ass would I beat them <laughs> Uh, I mean that is is a line that was crossed there I I suppose I would yes beat someone up but but then but then I sort of think it's like I I probably would but I would regret it because you don't need to beat people up do you know what I mean no no you don't really need to beat people up and you know you don't need to defend anyway I'm not criticising for that whatever you know we all make mistakes the Millwall thing obviously that doesn't sit particularly well with me but recommending the restaurant and coming on my old podcast, uh, despite the fact it only had there. like two listeners, um, yeah, I can't can't knock the bloke for that. There's a lot of pluses, definitely, mm. definitely, yeah. Um, I was going to say something. What was it? I don't know. Yeah, but I, the, the thing with him and John Terod presenting that show that, to be honest, I barely ever watched. I don't, I don't get what it is about them. Neither of them seem to have any kind of charisma or any sort of. You know, redeeming features. When it, when to, it started, I loved it. Present the television because show. I thought they were so strange. That was the appeal there to is me. Something really weird. Yeah, I the appeal to me was probably because so many presenters are like the way you know, like on that Alan Partridge show, not Alan Partridge, but the woman who he presents with. Mm. Uh, what's it called? Uh, what's that? What do they this call t- this, this time, time with Alan Partridge? Yeah. yeah. So she is a fantastic actress. I can't remember her name, but she is amazing because she absolutely nails the sort of bland, fucking tedious, bland, platitude riddled nature yeah. of like the generic television presenter. Right. Yeah. And that was really prevalent. And when these two came on for me, and I don't think this was by design. I don't think anyone at the BBC was smart enough to work this out. I think they'd just cast two people for whatever reason. But for me, I was like, these two men are fucking weird, right? They don't talk anything like TV presenters. They don't look like TV presenters. They're a couple of fucking oddballs and they're on a primetime BBC one weekday (laughs) cookery show. And yeah. I found that fascinating because I found there was so, for me, I remember sitting watching my wife and there was so much subtext that we would speculate about, you know, about yeah, their own yeah. friendship, about what they did outside of the show. Um, so I think that was, uh, for me, that was the secret of their success. Do they still do it? I don't know. I think it's still on. I'm I see sure. less of John Tarot. Greg Wallace seems to be all over the calf. Well, John Turrell's over on ITV now doing one of those Saturday morning or Sunday morning fucking cookery he, He's married to Lisa Faulkner. Things. He is. He, he, he picked her up when she was on Celebrity MasterChef, I think. Right. She won it. Cheeky and he was bugger. like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Cheeky bugger. Just the pair of them just used it as a fucking dating agency, yeah. I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that, that's been entertaining. He's, he's trended, I think, for four days in a row, and I don't think anyone's ever done that before off one piece of... I know. Piece I wonder of how he feels. Oh. I wonder. I mean, he'd pro- he's probably feeling gutted. Yeah, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's what could happen. 
I went, I just had um, one other thing that I wanted to tell you was that um, on Tuesday, another thing I had to go out to, I went to like God. a sort of an event and it was about, in the daytime this was, right? And it was about money and mental health, right? And mm. uh, at this event, someone asked me to say a few words. So I'd made a little video for it, right? And I hadn't planned anything. And as I got up, I thought to myself, I haven't really planned anything here. And I only have to speak for about five minutes. And then I just thought of the Dawson theory of Sam sometimes now allows his top flight time machine MO to spill (laughs) into everyday, into more professional environments. And I just thought to myself with a grin as I walked towards stage, I hope that doesn't happen right now, but we'll see. Did it? Yeah, it pretty much happened. Because all I did was, because on this podcast we never plan anything, we never know what we're going to say till we start recording, I sort Mm. of have, it gives me an artificial confidence that I'm able to fill time with my mouth, right? Mm. Whether or not that is going to be to anyone else's liking is sort of almost a secondary consideration. All I'll tell you, right? The way it works with this, yeah. All I'll tell you is that my final line, which is the only bit I remember because I sort of blathered on and it all went past in a whirlwind. And I sort of thought, I'll just end when I feel like it's an appropriate time to end. And my final line of this little talk to a room full of people who were like mental health advocates, business people, there was even a couple of politicians there, I think, was (laughs) just to reiterate before I wrap up, there was absolutely nothing wrong with my penis, but my teeth... (laughs) Totally fucked. Thank you. And then I stood down. <laughs> and a woman who I hadn't seen for years came up afterwards and just went, Hi, Sam. I said, oh, I didn't know you were in the audience. She went, Yeah, good to hear that your penis is doing well still. Shame about the teeth. And I sort of laughed and went, Ha ha. And I sort of thought, What did she say? Oh, yeah. And then I got home. She emailed me later and she went, It was really great to see you today. And I'll never forget the closing line to a room full of those corporate people being there's nothing wrong with my penis but as for my teeth they're completely fucked P.S. are you okay (laughs) (laughs) and when I saw that when it dawned on me that that had been my closing comments my final thought if you will I thought yep this is this morning all over again Dawson's warned me about this Time and time again that I have to get my head out of Top Flight Time Machine and into the real world sometimes. It could only have been better if you then said, and that's that. And that's that. (laughs) (laughs) All the best. God bless. (laughs) TTF Engines. Flick on the Vs and do a runner out the back door. Oh, that's brilliant. That's so good. I imagine clips of that will be appearing on social media. I'd hope so, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's going to be filming it, superb. Uh, best bit of my couple last couple of days, I found an unused advent calendar. Really, Cho- yeah. with chocolates in. It was what it was. Yeah, it was one that I'd bought and then put away for one of the kids before Christmas, and then forgot it was there. It's oh. a Maltesers one, and I'm going through it now, day by day. What you're eat- you're having an advent calendar for February? For February, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, bonus advent calendar. I recommend it to everyone. What a as great a mood idea. Lifter. We should start the, marketing yeah. those. Like, what's the shittest month of the year? Probably February, isn't it? Could be. Could February be. Like, advent. You, you need to have that buffer month of January where you don't have an advent calendar, and then you go back yeah. again in February. Treat yourself. You should sell them. 
February Advent calendars. February Advent calendars for each of the so, 28 um, days, 29 the leap year, which it is this year. Which it is this year. Um, yeah. 20, 28 slash 29 of the shittest days of the year. Livened up for you with the Top Flight Time Machine February Advent calendar yeah. containing... <laughs> Containing low-quality Chinese-made <laughs> chocolate discs. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But, uh, um, asterisk, so, yeah. this chocolate may contain zero cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll do uh, some predictions, if that's yep. all right with you. Here we go. What we got? Um, Liverpool versus Burnley. 3-0 Liverpool. It feels like a 3-0 over a 3-0, let's be, let's be real. That, that can't feel. I'll put 100 quid on that. Um, Fulham versus Bournemouth. I think this will be... Uh, ooh, fucking hell. It's a tough um, one, this. I'm going to go 2-1 to Fulham. You know what? I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say 2-1 away win Bournemouth. All right. On to West Ham United versus Arsenal. Oh, this is a horrible one to predict for me because the truth is I expect us to lose. But I hate. It's got Declan Rice coming back as well, hasn't it? Well, we we beat them. We beaten them twice this season. We right. we beat them in the cup at our place. Mm. I think that was three nil or three one, and then we beat them at their play. At, we beat them at Arsenal two nil over Christmas. Yeah. Well, so, that, that, that but now I'm again, thinking surely. we've annoyed them now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the way I'm saying. I'm thinking we've you we, can't win three against we, we've them. Ju- we've just annoyed them, and it mm. feels like they're not going to be content just with beating us. Now they will have to smash us. Right. What but I will still say two nil West Ham. <laughs> two all. Two all. <laughs> uh, I think it will be three one to Arsenal. Mm. Uh, Sunderland versus Plymouth. Um, let's have a think. What's going to happen to this one? Sunderland versus Plymouth. No, I think we'll win this one. I think we'll win it 2-0. I'm going to say 3-2. 3-2. Can I just change that to 2-1? Okay. I don't... Um, you don't keep clean sheets, no. I don't think <laughs> we'll keep a clean sheet, no. Finally, Nottingham Forest versus Newcastle United. Mm. Interesting one. I think I might go... Uh, one nil Forest. Yeah, yeah, I'll go the same as well, and also results. But obviously, also we'll all cancel same. each other out there. Yeah, well, results. But I get six points if it does come oh, yeah. past the fucking bastard. But um, yeah, right then, that's the episode. Uh, that's the predictions, and uh, enjoy your weekends if you can. Yeah, um, and remember, practice self care in whatever form that might take <laughs> for you. Doesn't necessarily have to involve meditation. Could just involve a wank and a Snickers. Exactly. And that's that. That's that. Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.